0: You are listening to the Dradcast, episode ninety-eight, with special guest Alex Vasquez. This episode of the Dradcast is brought to you by GoDaddy, managed WordPress hosting, providing ninety-nine point nine percent uptime and twenty-four-seven award-winning hosting support for all of your WordPress websites. Check out GoDaddy managed WordPress hosting at x.co/slash godaddy. That's with two D's. This episode is also brought to you by. Beaver Builder, the crazy, powerful, and flexible drag-and-drop design system for WordPress. And with a name like Beaver Builder, what's not to love? Go check them out over at WPBeaverBuilder.com. Get ready for the Dreadcast. Your favorite nerds. Brad Williams and Dre Armada bring you high-octane conversations with new guests every week covering the latest news,
1: insight on recent events, and interviews with tech titans. Pour yourself a
0: quality cocktail. What kind of software? Yeah. Sit back and chill because the drag cast starts now. Ah, uh, buckle up because I think we're on one today. It's the drag cast. We're back, baby, Dre. What's
2: what up? up, my brother, man? It, it seems like every time you come up, something happens to bring you back down, my man. You know what I'm saying?
0: I know. I was out of commission last week. <laughs> uh, I think I've, I've taken the title of most sick this year from you.
2: Uh, you know what, I, I was close behind you, bro, but it, it's one of those things, we gotta mix it up, man, America wants respect, Oof. bro, that's what I'm talking about.
0: Oof. Something's going around, man, like, I got hit hard, so you can probably still hear it a little bit in my voice, maybe not as soulful and, and I don't know, uh, delicious as usual, but uh, it, it's, we'll it's get sweet through and it. Sultry. <laughs> sweet and sultry is what I call it, there sweet we go. And sultry, I like it, we'll get through it, we'll get through it, but we're back, I'm excited, we got a really fun show today um what's new man what's been happening you've been rolling around on some rocks i believe
2: oh man i know i'll, I'll probably be punished for hard living man that's the way that it goes uh, i was up at jeep jamboree in big bear this weekend um it was actually the 24th uh year that they've had it i was invited up um by um some of the coordinators to be a a trail guide this year so there's there was eight groups of about 15 to 25 jeeps in each and we each go to a different set of trails i was part of red team uh, which is called, uh, it, it's known for being the super fu- modified uh, team at each one of these events. There's, geez, I think 20, 28 or 30 Jeep Jamborees across the nation each year. Um, so I got invited up. I was the mid-gunner, so I was halfway, you know, in the, in the midpoint of, of the uh, the team. And we had, uh, I think, about 15 or 16 Jeeps, and we went up the hardest uh, trails that Big Bear has to offer. I got to guide a bunch of folks through for a couple days through these uh, these beautiful trails. The weather was in the mid-70s. It was just epic, dude. Didn't No, no one broke down. We didn't have to winch but one person through a, an obstacle. It, it was just amazing. That's my getaway.
0: We didn't winch but one person, man. Well, that's... Uh, watch out. There
2: goes Dre. <laughs> how about you bro besides uh recovering here that thankfully you're feeling better uh how, how's uh how, how's things with you
0: things are great man i'm uh surviving through this terrible spring that we're having out here on the east uh dreaming of of sunny days that i can be in my boat but it seems to rain and be cold and miserable every day so things are awesome
2: <laughs> yeah, the, um, we'll get there it'll you
0: just start planning a trip to the boat, and it's like oh, you're on your way. It starts
2: dumping rain, man. It's terrible.
0: Oh man, rainy weekend. What do you rainy do? Weekends, but whatever, we're on the dradcast. It's always sunny on this show, right? Yes, Aww. sir, indeed. Aww. So let's get Aww. to it, man. We got an awesome host and a and a fun show. So let's bring him on, Mr. Alex Vasquez. He has you might know him for his swell hair yes. or his you know his look of persistent intensity, which I've noticed. Um, yes. He's the principal and founder over at DigiSavvy. uh pretty well known in the WordPress world, especially out west. He does a lot of stuff we'll get into. So, Alex, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I've got 99.9 problems,
1: but uptime ain't one. So oh, that's ooh. what I got to say about that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I have to say, it, it, it's it's kind of... It's kind of weird knowing that my hair is more well-known than me personally. Like, it, it, it kind of demanded its own website, so that's kind of crazy.
0: And is there a website for your hair? Please tell me there is.
1: <laughs> it's, it's called alexhasnicehair.com, and then when <laughs> male pattern baldness uh, takes over, then I already have reserved alexhadnicehair.com, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I've definitely, I've got that all on lock. I know you guys were wondering about it. I've I've got it taken care of, so thank you.
2: I, you know what, you, you're talking to two semi-bald and well, one more than the other uh, guys here, so I might be down to check
0: this out. I think well, you have more what? blog posts on your alexhasnicehair.com than I have on my entire blog, which is a sad well, fact. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I think it's just mostly pictures of my hair. Like, that's generally what it is. And people are like, "Wow, how majestic is that guy's hair?" And you know, it, it's it's one of those weird things. Like, I, it's not like I was out there saying, "Hey, uh, check out check out my hair." You know, like it. it I was at one time at WordCamp. Uh, this uh, a guy that you guys know, uh, Steve Zanget, He did this talk on uh, WordPress multi-site, and he was tabbed last minute. Like the speaker had dropped out, they couldn't make their talk, so Steve steps up and. You know, he's up there within, like, five minutes. He says, all right, guys, we're going to do this multi-site thing. We're going to build this multi-site. So uh, what do you want to call it? And um, naturally, I raise my hand, and I say, let's call it Alex Has Nice Hair. So for the next 40 minutes, people are asking questions. How do I get access to Alex's nice hair (laughs) uh, but make sure that no other standard user has access to Alex's nice hair? And it was the most amazing like 50 minutes of my life, and it's sad that I've eclipsed my apex in, in, at <laughs> such an early point in my life. So I literally have nothing left to look forward to.
2: This is oh, bad. man, there's
1: nobody in the business strong enough to scare you, bro. You're going to be all right? I hope so. I hope so. But, uh, yeah, so this is, so thank you. For having me on, this is this is quite an honor to be on with uh, two guys uh, who I have a lot of respect for,
0: and don't have nice hair, as as was mentioned. So,
1: (laughs) well, you know, (laughs) we all have our we all have our strengths. Uh, You know, I may have questionable dev chops, but but you guys make up for that with with your own brand of knowledge, and, and you know, like putting like Dre is the only person I know that can put a rock in a triangle chokehold. So that's that that's just crazy to me.
2: Oh man, it's all a facade, man. Reality is wrong, dreams are for real, my friend.
1: <laughs> well, you I noticed you tag some of your stuff with one arm bandit.
2: Yes. what what's, what, what's that? All right, so we're, we're going to turn this into Drake being interviewed. I can dig it. Um, oh, no. So I've had <laughs> a lot of shoulder problems over the last couple years, or last 10-plus years. Uh, and that's led uh, to um, some issues with the spine where I've had uh, my cervical spine, C4 through C7, um, uh, have some bulging discs there, and C5 sitting on a nerve that controls the left arm, which is my strong arm. And over the last 10 months, because it's not firing appropriately, I've uh, uh, atrophied my left, my entire left arm. So bicep and uh, deltoid are, are about half the size of my right arm at this point. Um, so I've been training. I don't have any pain or any major pain or any standing pain. So I'm, I'm able to train. Um, and it is improving. So it's improving, but it, ha- it has been a challenge. Um, uh, but I have been rolling uh, jujitsu with one arm. So one-arm bandit became the hashtag around that. Getting it done uh just only half the man i used
1: to be oh that 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 is definitely not true you you are a mountain of a man Oh, with, a mount- with, with, with a mountain of a beard, too, I might add.
0: I was ah, going to say, well. he's uh, he's lost the art of growing hair on his head, but he has absolutely perfected growing hair on his face. Straight oh. up killing it. Straight up killing it. I could not shave my entire life, and I wouldn't have a beard like Drake can do like, in a week. It's ridiculous. <laughs> his final uh, box shadow is impressive. He's like a mountain man over there. Cold, game. Arr, Cold game, So, Alex, you also have been involved in WordCamp LA, LAX, the oh. last few years.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I'm not, I'm not involved with it uh, this coming year. Uh, Adam Silver from uh, Kitchen Sink WP is is leading that charge this year. But yeah, you know, um, for the last few years, I have been running WordCamp uh, Los Angeles, and uh, along with uh, uh, a team of Natalie McLeese, Nathan Tyler, Ryan Coles, Greg mm-hmm. Douglas, and uh, some awesome volunteers. And, um, you know, like, I think one of the things that when you come into the community, uh, it, you get kind of blown away by how, how much people put into it. And you start seeing people all over the place, you know, like yourself or Dre, you know, speaking at these different things, organizing different things, and, you know, it, it just I, I think there's an uns I feel anyways, like there's a, a type of culture there that, you know, if you can if you can give your time, you know, put your time into it and, you know, give back to that community because, uh, you know, that's that's how you keep the machine going, so to speak. And, you know, uh, Brad, I saw you at WordCamp US, the, the inaugural uh, yeah, WordCamp yeah, US and and, you know, like, I can only imagine how difficult something like that is to do, but, you know, you step up and do it, you know, as, as crazy as it may seem, you're like, man, I just don't have time for this shit, but but you do it anyway, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're not getting paid for it, so, you know, like, wh- why does anyone do this stuff? You know, why did I do WordCamp, you know, f- uh, you know, uh, for, for the length of time that I did? And it was only three years. There's people that have done them longer, but... I, uh, you know, like, I, I feel like that's, I, I feel like that that's part of my duty. You know, it's I, great I, way to give I back, pers-
0: right? it's a great way to give back to the community, right? You said duty. Are you doing <laughs> he said- it again?
1: <laughs> he, he, he said duty. What, you know what? I'm afraid of asking if you're five because you're going to play that clip. You're going to
0: play that
1: clip. I'm so afraid of that. But, um, no, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's just part of what we're supposed to do. But are are you doing WordCamp US again, Brad?
0: I am. I am. So uh, WordCamp US is um, in the same city for two years. Um, So the nice thing about that is it allows and one of the reasons behind it which a lot of people i don't think realize even though it's been mentioned is that it allows you to negotiate uh two-year contracts definitely so a lot of the big stuff is already locked in venue you know uh that's awesome uh, contributor day things like that hotel it's already done so it makes kind of yeah I, I, i don't want to say it'll make the second year easier but it's 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 the bigger items that are Less of a you know uh, you know less attention needs to be paid to because it's already set. So, but I am doing it. It yeah. is a lot of work. You're right.
1: Yeah, you 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 looked a little bit stressed out this past time. You're like, <laughs> um, oh god, I wish this was over. Well, keep um, in mind,
0: I had a one month old at home, so it was like, yeah, lack of sleep oh, okay. from a normal ward camp compounded with a uh, newborn.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know what? You, you, you know what, Brad? Don't be don't. Don't blame this on a baby. Okay, this is <laughs> this is not the time to do it. It's all your fault, baby. <laughs> 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 so, well, you know what? But you know, the fact that I'm not doing WordCamp LA anymore, it kind of opens me up to do other stuff. Sure. And I'm um, I, I have this other thing that I'm working on. I, I'd like to talk about it. Do you, do you guys have time to listen to it? Because I got time to talk about it. In case you haven't noticed, I like to talk. Let's do it. Okay, brace yourselves, gentlemen. Winter is coming. Oh boy! Um, oh. So, <laughs> Winter is coming, my leaf. Winter's coming. <laughs> um, so I'm working on putting together this uh, this hackathon for nonprofits. It's called Website Weekend LA, and uh, it's coming up in October, October 22nd and 23rd. And um, we did this once in 2013. And we had about 50 contributors, uh, and matched them up with about seven different uh, seven different uh, nonprofit organizations, and you know put them together to build out new websites in a 48-hour period. And uh, the support was amazing. Uh, we got a lot of great uh, input from you know just people participating and you know we got a lot of gracious support from our sponsors and all that good stuff and it's it's a pretty cool event and it you know it's another way to kind of give back to your to your you know local community help your local uh charities out you know who uh, you know might need some serious help and so that's something that i'm starting to work on we just locked down a venue for it so now we can start pushing forward on some of the other things that we need to walk down, but that's that's so even though I'm sleeping on the WordCamp this year, I I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be doing my thing in in another cool way for, for this other nonprofit sort of thing. That's a so really
0: really cool idea. That's really awesome. Cool. Yeah. I'm anxious to see um, how that goes. Cause I, I, you know, I could, I could see that spreading to other cities. Um, and it's, I mean, why not? Right. Knock out some websites for nonprofits over a weekend. You know, yeah. you, you look at the talent at a word camp, even a small fraction of that could have a huge impact on, on nonprofits that really don't have a lot of money or budget or, or even know how, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, mm-hmm. Nonprofit websites are usually they're right up there with restaurant websites. You know what I mean? They're <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> usually yeah, not. That we, we've all
1: had those conversations. Yeah, it, it's it's funny how that works out. I mean, so you know, nonprofits. You know, they're not no profit. They have some money, but obviously the budgets are tight. as you know so you know being so that so what you just outlined, Brad, is pretty much what we're trying to do. Is just. You know, take a fraction of the talent that we see come through our local meetups that come to the WordCamps in SoCal, and we say, look, um, 48 hours of your life belongs to us. So get prepared to sleep on the floor and, you know, find a restroom somewhere. Maybe it's where you're sleeping. We don't care. We think that's <laughs> kind of gross. Don't do that because, you know, you might get worms or something. But, um, you know, I probably shouldn't say any of that. That's awful. <laughs> yeah, but, man, I, that can't,
0: was, I can't wait. Yeah. I'm on my way. I'm shut, <laughs> yeah. yeah, buddy.
1: I, I am so not selling this thing, am I? So, um, but, that's but, you cool. Know, you
0: sleep, you pee. It's all good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, everyone does it. Everyone does it. It's just you're doing it, uh, you know, for your favorite nonprofit instead. So there you go. Um, but you know, the the idea of doing this over a forty eight hour period is to really just kind of laser focus the scope and say, look, you know, what you have right now, you know, a nonprofit agency, it's just not working for you. If you give us forty eight hours. Uh, we'll give you a pop-up digital agency. We'll give you a PM. We'll give you a designer. We'll give you a developer and, you know, maybe a content person too. And, you know, we'll we'll get all that stuff taken care of, you know, and we'll get you trained so that you know how to manage it yourself. And so a lot of these projects uh, will probably be built on WordPress, even though that's not necessarily the we're, – we're not locking people into using a platform. For this, but we're going to encourage using WordPress because you know making a site you know built in Ruby you know in a 48 hour period just not going to happen right. So that's that's what we're that's what we're looking to do. And I think that short period of time makes it easy for people to really um, you know focus, get in, minimal amount of commitments, and then feel good that they did something great at you know at the end of the weekend.
0: Very, very cool initiative, and people can check that out over at websiteweekend la. We'll certainly yes, keep sir. tabs on that, and we'd love to ch- have you check back in after. Yeah, uh,
1: really yeah, it's totally. happening
0: in October, so towards the end of the year, maybe we can get you back on, see how everything went, and see if we can get this in some other cities because I think that's a yeah, that's a really, really cool initiative. So
1: I I think that'd be a great, great, great thing. So yeah, I'll totally check in with you.
0: Awesome, check it out. Love it, Alex. But now it is time. Let's get into some pressing topics of the week. Stand by. Pressing topics of the week.
1: And you're on.
2: Man, it, limitations on top of limitations. One social media network that's been known for limiting their character counts to 140 characters is now stopping account for all of the photos and links. In their 140-character limit, that is really interesting. One of the biggest challenges that I've had over the last, I don't know, 10 years that I've been using Twitter um, is that uh, I like adding links and images, but that takes up the character count. So you have a limited opportunity to give context to what you're sharing. Um, I think this is a really cool uh, way to kind of expand that 140-character limit count uh, by by not – you know, going crazy with with uh, you know these long URLs and having to shorten them and that whole process. This is slick. I like where they're heading with this. Is this going to help you guys?
0: Tweet more. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I like this. I mean, I think this is definitely better than some of the rumors swirling around, like they're going to allow a thousand character tweets and things like yeah. that. I think this is this makes a lot of sense. I mean, the way people use Twitter now is different than when they launched in two thousand six, two thousand seven. Um, people share a lot on Twitter and they send a lot of pictures on Twitter. I do it. You guys do it, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. nice to know that um, I'm sure you're like me where you get like the perfect tweet, you get the link in there, you get a picture, maybe both, maybe one or the other, and it's too long. Yep. And you're like, damn it. So then you start, changing, you know, width to a W and like, you know, shortening things and acronyms and removing it. And, and sometimes my tweets aren't even complete sentences anymore because I'm trying to get them on one tweet, but I just can't quite get it in there. You know? So it's like old Russian code word <laughs> drop the bomb, drop the bomb. You're not even sure what it said. Yeah. You? So, you know, it could save, they're saying, you know, estimated it can save up to 47 characters a tweet. That's, um, awesome. that's, that's, that's a lot of room. So I think this is going to be a cool change. Yeah, I, I personally
1: like it. I think that's great because I, I think it just just as you said, I mean, we've all had that moment where we're like, man, I've got this perfect thought and now I have to cut out this word and now now I just sound like I'm talking like an angry baby. So, you know, like no, no one wants to see that. And, you know, my, my grammar is already kind of shitty in the first place. So I don't need Twitter to really amplify that. So now I have a little more control over that. Uh, which actually, maybe I just have more control to shoot myself in the foot. I guess I don't know, but but let me let me ask you guys a question. So, so with this change, do you think that this could be like a precursor to other sorts of changes? Like they're going to look at this, see how it's received, and do you think Twitter might?
0: You
2: know, well if they if they're not then their yeah. their um their investors might want to freaking take their money back <laughs> right cuz when you're introducing any change like this at this level there's a certain re- level of responsibility to be testing this stuff think about what they did with direct messages and inclu- you know increasing the the character count there i think that was a valuable uh move because i want to have some private discussions there and oftentimes we may not have any other way to dialogue or um you know any other uh, uh, communication vehicle to to have that discussion so that was helpful this i think could uh, absolutely help uh, with more engaging um, uh, tweets in a microblogging platform, having that 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 uh, social connection. Um, but certainly, if they're they're not testing it, uh, they're doing themselves and all of us users a disservice. I I foresee this you know to be a continually changing um, uh, environment, and uh, Twitter has no choice but to to uh, elevate their game. They're, they're in a, I think a really bad spot right now in terms of uh, potential growth, uh, uh, monetary uh, situation so that they need to continue moving forward.
0: Yeah, I, don't, I, I would expect more changes absolutely. I mean you know Twitter's not, yeah, like you said, Trey, they're not doing great on the financial side of the house, so uh, they have to change some stuff. They have to do some things to try to fix that. Um, I think these little updates, even though this sounds like a a, a minor change, it's just a big one because they've stuck yeah. to this 140 character thing since they launched. And that was, you know, a decade ago, if you think about it, which makes you um, really start feeling old. You know, they launched in 2006. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're talking a decade ago. And, and it was primarily, you know, to, to force or, or so the SMS, which was the character limit 140, you could text your tweets, you know. Um, but yeah, we're going to keep seeing more and I think it's going to actually pick up. We're going to see changes even faster rather than one big change a year. I think we're going to start seeing more, more, uh, more changes. I think some will be more drastic than others. Um, this one I'm okay with. I like it. I'm glad they didn't go into the 10,000 character tweet or whatever. I feel like that gets away from what Twitter is, but I can live with this one. This is a good change in my opinion.
1: So I, yeah, I think it's a great change. There's beauty and brevity. So, you know, I, I think 140 relevant characters is is enough to, to make your point and, yep. uh, you know, say something funny. I, I look at Dre. He, he, he's passing the funny all the time, that guy.
2: That guy, that guy. If you got something well, longer, write a blog post, right? Yeah, listen. <laughs> um, You know, a lot of people got up in arms here recently, too, about a certain company that we all share our projects on uh, about passing the funny. And that funny uh, was unlimited private repositories introduced by GitHub here recently. The challenge there Mm -hmm. is that it hiked Mm -hmm. prices for organizations a significant amount in some cases uh, where it's just, I mean, triple, quadruple the cost that they were paying before. now. Um, they've been inundated with a lot of negative feedback after announcing this, and all paid plans um, include unlimited private uh, repositories, but there's a catch. The The new pricing structure requires github.com organizations to purchase a seat for each user, $9 uh, per user each month. Now, that's great in some instances when you're talking about individual developers with paid accounts, as they're no longer charged uh, per repository basis. But when you're starting to talk about owners of organizations like ours at Web Dev Studios um, and, and various others that are even larger in terms of the amount uh, of users that they have uh, contributing to these different repositories, you're talking about a significant pay hike every month. Um, and I get the monetization strategy and and this this makes sense to me. I think that, uh, at least in the short term, this is going to be cost prohibitive for a lot of smaller organizations that have a lot of contributors. Mm-hmm. And I think I think we're seeing that through a lot of this negative feedback, wherein they're looking for alternatives. I mean, are, are we going to see a mass exodus of people jumping ship to other alternatives?
0: I think so. I mean, oh, yes. it's, yeah. it's it's that drastic. Like, we're not talking, yeah. you know, it, it went from 50 to to $100. Like, yeah. I mean, we're talking it went from 50 to hundreds of that's dollars, already, if not thousands. That's already doubled.
2: I mean, even yeah. double—that's crazy. Yeah. In mean, yeah. our
0: GitHub, we use it for—we have some private repos, and it would basically go from fifty dollars a month to three hundred and twenty-two dollars a month. Now, it's a big increase. It's not un—you know—it's not like not doable, but it's like wow—we just basically, you know, went over three hundred dollars a month for something that we don't need. We don't need unlimited private repos. I think WP Tavern had a good article of, of a lot of different people in, in our community, the WordPress community, tweeting. Mm-hmm about how this affected them, and, and Pippin kind of nailed it. He basically said the, the value that GitHub provides me and my team does not change at all with the new pricing, only what I pay per month. So this new pricing has gone in effect but have given no additional value to us, right? Other than to say, oh, you have unlimited repos. Well, if you don't need that, then they're, it's not – they are not. They didn't add value. They said, oh, by the way, your cost is going to go up You know, 2,000%. I mean, Tom over at HumanMade, he says there's jumped to over $1,200. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's a Pippin,
2: you know, he, the, uh, the, and I quote, I, the problem I have is the drastic increase for existing customers. It's largely the principle of increasing a customer's cost by 2,276% without giving them any additional value. That's huge.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's it's definitely aimed, I, I think, at, at, you know, I, I don't want to say power users, but, you, you know, people who have, you know, medium or large sized teams. I mean, you're, you're definitely going to be taking, taking a hit. You know, I think for, you know, for maybe, you know, the freelancer or the person that has a smaller team, you know, they, they end up saving money. But, you know, I think they're really targeting you know, larger teams, uh, larger organizations, and really trying to to yank that money out. And you know, the, the funny thing with this is, uh, so GitLab, right, is is kind of like the logical successor. And you know, uh, I don't think this has been uh, GitHub's greatest year. You know, they, they've had some other controversies happening too, and so I think a lot more people are starting to turn toward GitLab as as a logical solution yep. and um i mean, have you guys ever played with their with their self-hosted uh platform i've got it on a digital ocean instance and it like i can see myself using it the only thing that scares me is you know like managing the backups you know what if i lose my data you know right. then i'm the one that's self-hosted on the hook hosted
0: piece yeah i mean yeah. i i just started looking into it and it's a very very good alternative open source self-hosted all that good stuff it looks it looks great but you're right then there's that added Concern of it, it's yours to manage, like if that is an mm-hmm. integral part of your business, and it crashes in the middle of the day, no. you, you're you're screwed, you know. Um, yeah, this GitHub topic's really interesting because it's like on you know, for, for some people, a lot of people, this is a really really great announcement. You know, all the personal user accounts, they're like awesome, you know, unlimited, mm-hmm. good to go. But then all the organizations are like, this is a terrible announcement. And they're like, this is the worst thing ever. The fact that they even charge for like read-only access—that's crazy. It's crazy. So yeah. even Brian Krogsgar said he's like, I just became a very expensive observer, and yeah. he's on a lot of people's private repos, and he follows it for kind of WordPress news. But guess what? Are they going to fl- pay nine dollars a month so that he can just kind of be an observer? Probably not. You know. So chances it's, are no. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a- and, and that's nuts. I didn't even I didn't even realize that part for the read-only access that. That just—it seems to me like they—they had some sort of meeting about this at GitHub, and there's a few critical people missing from that meeting that that should have said, <laughs> you know, this seems like a bad idea, uh, you know, or are we really sure we want to do this? Like it, it seems like some mm-hmm. some some uh, brain power was missing from that meeting. That's yeah. the best way. I, I wouldn't okay. be They're surprised
0: like, if, if they if they you know. Go back a little bit. I don't think they're going to get rid of it completely, but I could see them maybe saying, "Look, read only is is not an added cost or something." But hey, know. should we do it? Should we not? Should we do it? Okay, Rochambeau. One, two, three. Woo! Yeah, I mean, we're looking at <laughs> to, to move off because I mean, you know, Bitbucket's another option where you know our cost would basically be right around fifty bucks, and um, we'd be set. Unlimited private repos. You can easily import GitHub. Like we don't need that many private repos. I think we have fifteen. You know, and maybe we add one or two a year, you know, so it's like it's just hard to justify the cost increase. And I think a lot of small businesses are going to be in that same struggle and it's going to be very appealing, especially GitLab and mm-hmm. and Bitbucket both have easy little GitHub importers. You import it, all of your issues, commits, everything. Good to go. You know, that's rad. one yeah. click in your in sure. your move. So I think you, we are going to start seeing a, a, a bit of an exodus, at least on the private repo side. Well, and let me let me ask
1: you one question on that. So, you know, WebDev Studios being a larger shop and everything, like, you know, how do you guys go about testing such a move? You know, like if if you say, you know, what, Dre, let's you know, let's start moving the team over to GitLab. Like, how long do you think that takes you to kind of start looking at how you're going to move that? It, you know, well, nice it, does thing that is- make
0: sense? Yeah, it does, uh, and the nice thing is, like I said, we don't use that many private repos on GitHub. We use so all of our client repos, we use Beanstalk for private, and mm-hmm. you know for private repos And Beanstalk, that's exactly what it is: it's private GitHub repos with deployment capabilities. It's great, you know. I think we spend a hundred bucks a month, and we get I don't know hundred repos or hundred and fifty repos. So all of our client stuffs over there. So GitHub is really just like our plugins, public, yeah. either free or premium. That's what we use GitHub for. It's just our public code you know, not our private client stuff. People that are using it for clients are going to have a tough, you know, they're probably going to end up coughing off the money because it would be a drastic change in their workflow.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point.
0: But Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens because, maybe, I mean, GitHub's great. And I don't think, you know, even the other options, they're not as as good or well-known as GitHub. So who knows?
2: Yeah. Who knows? Who knows, <laughs> man? <laughs> That's been a, a a general theme with a, the next topic we're going to talk about here is a lot of people asking how does this happen? Who knows? The WordPress.org recommended hosting page has uh, been revamped, um, and it's featuring four specific hosts. Uh, one of them for the first time. Uh, but a lot of people asking uh, how do people get vetted and and get you know uh, make make the page. There's only four of them. There's a lot of hosting providers out there. A lot of good ones, certainly a lot of bad ones, um, a lot that do really, really uh, word really well at WordPress uh, specific things, like or even managing WordPress specifically. None of them made the list. You got Bluehost, Dreamhost. Flywheel, who's a newcomer to the page, and SiteGround, who's been making obvious efforts uh, to be uh, a big part of the community, um, which I, I've used all of them, and all in their own capacities have have done really well in a lot of different kind of areas of hosting. Um, I've got active sites, I think, on all of them, uh, may, maybe not Flywheel right now. Uh, but it's a really interesting kind of thing, uh, and and a lot of people are uh, i think maybe disturbed uh now matt mullinway put out a clarification around um uh, uh, you know these questions that are being asked gripes bomb threats and everything else that's going on along with this stuff um what's your guys's take on on how this all came
1: about well it, i think the the big problem is is that no one knows right so it, it's like you said earlier like where's where's the transparency in in how this decision is is made you know like it it and in that clarification you know it it comes down to to one person right and you know if if it's not motivated by money you know which good you know i i, I really do hope that's the case but you know like it, it's a big mystery like it, it makes absolutely no sense and but-
2: to be fair, on the page, yeah. it says that there was a survey Survey given.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: based on that survey, and I'm not saying this is accurate, and I have no idea. Uh, I'm assuming uh, that, that this this is how it was done. A survey uh, was put out, and based on that survey, we, we have the results. Matt Mullenweg, and I quote, uh, when asked, uh, I would like to see some transparency in the process. He said, as stated on the page, the listing is completely arbitrary. The process was there was a survey. Four applicants were chosen, and the page was updated. That might repeat later in the year, or the process may change. That's, I mean, do we go off of that? Like, people are apparently, you know, up up in
1: arms about this. It's for,
0: drama, well, for us. Yeah, no, well, no,
1: for for good reason. I mean, you know, this is you know this is a highly trafficked page, and you know this it, again you know going back to what Mullenweg had said you know there there's a lot of financial ramifications from people you know, for, for those companies who are included and you know even more so for the ones that aren't uh, so you know it just seems like we, we chose four companies arbitrarily it like that's not good enough I I don't I don't like that
0: yeah I mean this is Brian Krogsgar. Yeah, even looking can... through how how the criteria Sorry. You talking over me? <laughs>
1: no, Brian <laughs> Kroshgaard, he had boy. a great
0: newsletter on um, post status about this, and he basically said he has come to terms that WordPress.org is not community ran, it's Matt ran. It's Matt Mullenweg's website, right? And I think if you look at it in terms of that, it makes sense, right? WordPress.org is not community driven. There are a lot of areas on here that there is zero influence outside of what Matt wants to put on here. And if that's, you know, that's kind of is what it is, you know what I mean? So this is a highly controversial page. One thing I noticed, and I don't know if, I think this is new, but hosting is now a menu in the header,
1: which I don't believe
0: it was before. So that makes this page that much more important. It is, you know, one of nine links in the menu on the top of Mm -hmm. WordPress.org. So this page just became extremely important before it was I mean, like little... buried on the about page hosting, like you had to dig to find it. But I, you know, I honestly, like I, it would be nice to have more of an open idea of how this stuff was picked. There were some amazing WordPress hosts that we know are not on here. Pagely WP engine come to mind that that's all they do is WordPress mm-hmm. hosting, you know, uh, for them not to be on this list is kind of silly, but you know, I, I, I I hope there's more open and the fact that there's a you know a lot of conversation discussion around it maybe some things will change but I I don't know if it will be you know at the end of the day this is probably going to be Matt's decision of what goes here and what doesn't it's very much like the books page which is buried and I just kind of gave up on it but that was a very it was a Matt process Matt would pick what went up there and what didn't
2: well, I mean, look. Let's let's be realistic. I don't think Matt or anybody else can argue that Automatic doesn't have some stake here in, in terms of, uh, well, Matt specifically around what's going to go on this site, what's going to happen. I mean, look at the footer. You've got WordPress.com. There's no other, you know, multi-site uh, network that gives, uh, you know, the, the, these type of capabilities uh, being referenced here. And there's a link directly to Matt's blog. Look, he he's a co-founder of this thing, and I get it. Uh, but it's it's a really shaky place, man. When when you start to um, uh really identify things as as matt and wordpress.com um or you know uh, managing these in, in a way that just doesn't seem very very open or transparent i i don't i don't get it the hosting part's important uh but to pick four specific hosts there's not even you know wp engine's not on their page He's not on there. these these guys are doing some pretty pretty hardcore um you know, manage WordPress uh, mm-hmm. sites out there at scale. You know, I, I don't, I don't understand or comprehend why that wouldn't be the case. And, I, and maybe it is. You know, maybe it's not my place to understand. And it is what it is. But I, I don't, I don't buy it. Not as a community member.
0: I like to see it more, look more like the commercial theme directory that they finally kind of opened up and allowed more people to get in there. And it's, you know, it's yeah. got, it's got the the names you would expect. It has some names maybe you wouldn't expect, that you don't know about, but it's interesting to learn about them. And they have requirements to do that, you know, but it's, it's clear requirements. And if you meet those requirements, you're in, you know what I mean? I think it is a little harder on the hosting side, but I'm sure they could come up with clear requirements of what a host should do and should not do to be able to be a part of this page, you know? So, you know, have the proper WordPress logo, have proper WordPress support, contribute back to the project in some way, you know, things like that. So I, I expect this isn't the last iteration we'll see. I, I think it's going to grow. I hope it grows because I want to see some more of uh, the there's some great hosts out there. I think these hosts are pretty good, too. But um, we know there's some awesome hosts that aren't on this list that I think deserve to be here.
2: Absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I would like to see a bigger, bigger uh, uh, list of options, and maybe maybe some uh, attributes as to why they're on there. Right. Like they're they're really good at this versus that. Maybe that helps people make informed decisions around a, a respe- respectable, you know, reputable host uh, that can help them with their specific need uh, around WordPress. That so, might be more put valuable. Some, than put some reviews
0: on there. on there. Let us tell you what we think about these hosts, although that would probably be a shit show, to be honest. No, that would that'd be, <laughs> that'd be an absolute shit show. Uh, that would be worse than plug-in reviews.
2: Well, you know, WordPress and this side, I remember the first time I went to WordPress.org, man, years, years ago, first starting my first blog around 2004. Uh, in fact, a little tidbit that people don't know, uh, Otto, who is uh, an amazing uh, guy in the community, has been around forever, has uh, actually helped run and change some of the stuff um, on on the uh, on .org over the years. Big speaker in the WordPress community. Uh, but one of my first, uh, one of the most exciting things for me is that my, WordPress.org user ID actually predates auto. So that's what's up, auto. Take that, suck up. But <laughs> it, the first time I went there, though, was I was working a theme in 2004, making a theme for uh, my blog Well we've come to an age now. And we, we spoke about automatic here a minute ago uh, where not only do people have blogs and, and WordPress has become something that's kind of uh, taken over that world over the years and then manifested into something much more beautiful and, in terms of. What it can handle for websites and businesses and such. But we've gotten to a place where top level domains have expanded to an extent where we we now have a dot blog domain that's coming out as a top level domain. And uh, it looks like the sales and registration of that top level domain are going to be managed or at least overseen by automatic, uh, which is which is uh, owned and uh, managed as CEO. By Matt uh, Mullenweg, so this is interesting. How they are now going to manage this top-level domain? I think that's pretty slick.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean
0: blog
1: dot blog. So Brad dot blog. Are, are are you on top of that?
0: Blog blog, Brad blog, Brad <laughs> blog, oh, Bob blah, yeah. blah blah, blah blah blah, blah blog.
1: Yeah, blah blah blog. Yeah, I love it. It, it, So I think I think that this is a this is just this move makes sense for them. Uh, You know, they are the king. uh, WordPress is the king of the blog, and this this is perfect. One one of the questions I'm wondering about. So you can you can purchase you know the .dot blog domain from WordPress. is there a certain amount of time that you have to wait until you can transfer that blog out uh, to maybe like a different registrar? You know what I mean, like, or or does that have to stay with automatic? That that's one thing I wasn't clear on. So my my
2: understanding, and maybe I'm I'm reading this incorrectly as well, is that they will oversee that. That does not necessarily mean
0: they will be the only registrar.
2: They're just overseeing the sale and registration. Am I
0: wrong? Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily attached to WordPress.com either. Uh, I think they'll obviously make that easy. Uh, but I think it, the way I've read it and the announcements, it sounds like you'll be able to register .blog and, you know, point it wherever yeah, you so want.
2: Yeah, here, so here's um, here's a quote from the WP uh, Tavern uh, article. According to Mark Armstrong, an automatic subsidiary is exclusively managing the registration of .blog domains and will be offering it for purchase through WordPress.com and other domain registrar so they are just kind of like the, the probably the, the go-between between, between ICANN and and the registrars sure. as the overseeing organization um is, is is the way that i'm reading that hmm.
1: i think i think it's a good i think this is just a good move i can't wait to buy my blah blah dot blog and register that thing and uh you know the alex has nice hair dot blog Alex's hair dot. Oh, the, the, the choices are just blowing my mind right now. So, uh, Oh yeah, it's, it's about to get creepy up in here. (laughs) I wish I had hair. (laughs) (laughs) You do though. It's, it's all over your face, man. Like that, that thing is prodigious.
2: (laughs)
0: Prodigious. That's great. (laughs) Prodigious.
1: Uh, well, Things
2: are things are going uh, pretty cool. We've had an opportunity here to to um, kind of change the show over the last uh, um, season, if you will. So we're in Dragcast Season Three, and one thing we've done is we've introduced sponsors. And the reason behind these sponsors is to really talk about the companies that are doing awesome things uh, in the WordPress space, uh, on the web in general, and um, and supporting our efforts here now. Brad and I don't pocket a single penny. The idea is is to bring in someone to help manage the show, as well as uh, maybe give us the opportunity to go speak and have live shows and at different events. Uh, recently, we've had the opportunity to engage with GoDaddy, uh, who is now offering uh, a new service that's that's all around WordPress. It's managed WordPress hosting called GoDaddy Pro. Now, us in the community. Uh know a certain couple individuals, uh, Mendel and Mr. Carphy over there at um – at GoDaddy and the amazing job that they've done to to help uh, kind of revitalize and revamp from their their uh, area of of responsibility, the GoDaddy brand. And I got to tell you, these guys have uh, collectively GoDaddy has done an amazing job. I think over the last probably two years, and really changing uh, and taking you know a, a new direction with the company and offering some really strong services. Uh, this new this new service, this GoDaddy managed WordPress uh, solution, uh, has been built uh, has been purpose built from the ground up. Just specifically for WordPress, um, and they're all about letting uh, your geek flag uh, fly. Managed for them doesn't mean lightweight version. Now, okay, you get every WordPress tool and feature, plus some GoDaddy exclusive ones that you won't find anywhere else. So that you get you can get your websites rocking and rolling and help your clients. They're they're uh, they're promising ninety nine percent ninety nine point nine percent uptime, and really a lot of the the, the stuff that um, that you would you would see. Uh, as a requirement for building for your clients. So, you know, their hosting support is improved. They're offering daily backups with one-click res- restore on all of their packages. Um, and they're just doing a bang-up job uh, of of supporting folks in the WordPress space. So I would go check them out if you get the opportunity at uh, x.co slash That's D-R-A-D-D-Y when you get a chance. The other thing that they've done is they've added – uh, a great place uh, to review articles and uh, to kind of read and learn about WordPress and the community called the GoDaddy Garage. So, like I said, it's got great articles, a lot of it about WordPress, uh, and a lot of it for people in the WordPress community like Bob Dunn and Jennifer Borg. Folks, names that you know out there uh, in the WordPress space. So if you get a chance, head over to x.co slash dragcast and that'll take you over to the GoDaddy Garage. Go learn something. These guys are really killing it, man. Uh, Excited about GoDaddy, and we appreciate uh, you uh, partnering up with DragCast to continue on the show. Now, we're going to continue on the show from here. Uh, Brad, what do you say, brother? We move into this week's bar tricks.
0: Let me show you a bar trick. (gasps) Dad.
2: So... I was watching uh, a movie with uh, Shelly and the girls this last week, and I, now I don't remember the name of the movie. But I do recall um, that through the movie, um, the, the coloring through the movie was this shade of gray throughout the movie, right? Like it's this poor time and like bad misery things happening. And all of a sudden towards the end of the movie – you know, the climax of the movie is like everything is awesome now. The story is ending in, on a positive note and you have get this brilliant color uh, through, throughout the end of the movie. In fact, it was uh, uh, Mockingjay 2, the, the end part of, of The Hunger Games. So throughout the whole, you know, the whole show, it's, it's like, this, you know, death and misery and all this crazy stuff. And at the end, it ends in a really, really great place. So the coloring changes. Now, someone on Twitter is taking light uh, around uh, color. And movies, and what they've made, it's called Cinema Palettes. Uh, that's the Twitter handle handle C I N E M A Palettes p a l e t e s And what they've done is they've put together uh, tweets with your favorite movies and a color palette associated with each one of those films. I think it's absolutely brilliantly done, um, and it it gives you man, it just really captures the essence of color, kind of that that vibe uh, of each movie uh, that that you might've watched or, or want to see down the road. So go check them out at twitter.com slash cinema palettes. Um, Gizmodo did a, on a spoiled blog, spoiled blog, put out an article on it. And I, I think, um, I think it's pretty slick. Liz shared it with me this week. And, uh, thanks Liz for putting this on, on the plate there. This is cool. That's,
0: that's there you is have really it. cool. And when you see the palettes, like you're like, Oh yeah, of course that's the color palette for that movie. <laughs> like, it just makes <laughs> yeah. sense. No, these are these are beautiful. I I, I love it. Very cool stuff. So I got a fun site that I just came across. Uh, Netflix releases, fast.com, fast.com. So this is pretty simple. Basically, it just checks your internet speed against Netflix server. So you can quickly find out, A, if your speeds are where they should be, and, B, if your ISP is throttling Netflix. You hit fast.com, and it goes right into a speed. They only check down speed. They're not checking, you know, Ping and latency and and jitter and other things. They're really just looking at a very quick estimate to figure out if if your ISP might be throttling Netflix. And it's hitting Netflix servers directly. Um, I checked mine out. Dre, I know you checked yours out. looks like my speeds are good to go. Yours look really good to go. You're over 300. Pretty good. Uh, But it's pretty deep, especially as more ISPs are doing shady things like throttling Netflix and YouTube and other streaming services and you don't even know it. Just go to fast.com and you'll find out right away.
1: Oh man, that's I, I'm going to have to check that out. I'm pretty sure net uh, my my Netflix feed is getting throttled. So uh, I've been be watching. Yeah, I've, I've been watching too too much Netflix. I think I've been I've been uh, just binging too many shows. I think my ISP is trying to tell me something. So
0: I'll <laughs> um, give you the still-
1: answers there.
0: So what do you got for us, Alex?
1: So I wanted to share something. So there, there's a project that I'm working on, and it, it's kind of funny that you mentioned Netflix. Um, so I've got a client that I'm working with. They want to um, – they they work with a bunch of content creators, uh, movie creators and whatnot, and they want to start helping these content creators monetize um, their content. So they want to create like a video network um you know, with videos. So it's kind of like a Netflix. So they want like a hosting platform that they can provide access to, you know, uh, their different customers. The customer can upload their videos from, you know, S3, uh, Dropbox, or, you know, just plain old FTP. And anyway, they they just rolled out this um, beta WordPress plugin that allows you to kind of take a WordPress install and, turn that into that sort of platform. So um, it's called, it's called dot studio pro and it's still in beta. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, and this is something that I've been working on for, for a couple months now. And I didn't really have a good solution. It was something that I was kind of putting together myself. And then I, I ran into this, into this platform from some people that I met down in uh, at word camp, San Diego. And, uh, it, it was kind of a, a crazy uh, meeting of, of the minds, if you will. So they've been showing me what they're doing and you know they have the WordPress plugin on on GitHub. It's definitely worth checking out. And uh, if you want to see more about what they're doing, uh, I want to say they're at. Uh, beta. Dot stu, beta dot, and then it's spelled out, dot studio pro dot com.
0: Like cool up on github too
1: awesome yeah yeah and the plugins up on github and uh, they're gonna be paying like 3600 dollars a year now as, as we just talked about so look <laughs> oh, yeah
2: up. yeah that sounds painful man these um this episode went way too fast we need to do like a 17 hour special about your hair alex i think that is definitely uh, <laughs> I don't in think, order
1: i don't think the world can handle it dre and you know what man i, I tell you it, it like it, it may be because I'm talking too fast, but guys, if you want to get into the guts of some messed up stuff, you bring <laughs> me on any time. Oh will, yeah, I, I will drag this show straight to the carpet. Oh, so my that's favorite it, type that's of that. show. That, I, I'm digging I it. To, my you know my mom told me to behave today when I talked to the very nice Andre uh, Armada and Bradley Williams is what she said. So so Andre, thank you so much.
2: Thank you uh, for joining us. This was an op- awesome uh, show. Alejandro, Uh really, really enjoyed having you. Uh, well, my question to you is now that uh, fo- now that your hair and and you're you're uh, you've been on the show, uh, but you, you and your hair have been on the show. Where can people find you to talk to you to t- tell you how amazing your hair is?
1: Well, I, I'm glad that you asked, and uh, I've prepared an answer just for you. So, uh, no, I can be found on Twitter, uh, at Alex J. Vasquez. I, I also have uh, my agency site uh, at Digisavvy.com, uh, if you ever want to reach out and talk shop and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, shoot me a tweet. Tell me how cool I am. Uh, that'll make me feel great about myself. So uh, I always need that sort of affirmation from strangers. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh man, I just yeah. We need to go
2: get tacos soon. Been way too long. Alex, it, it has great. been. It has. Yeah. Been. Awesome show,
0: brother. Appreciate you coming on board, Bradford. Where can people find you, sir? You can check out my new blog, BradsHairSucks dot com, <laughs> or on Twitter,
2: Williams Ba. And uh, you can find me at uh or at DrayMaita on Twitter. For the Rad and Dread, I'm the Doctor. Thanks for joining us on episode 98 with Alejandro Vasquez.
0: We're out. for listening if you have content for the show want to submit to be a guest host or just want to listen to previous shows visit dradcast.com while you're there make sure you click the itunes subscribe link to catch us on itunes don't forget to follow at dradcast on twitter join brad and Dre for a new guest host next time on another episode of the dradcast